The Altar Life. Two hours of the best Christian music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That's right. Some things just can't be explained. Like, what happened to the first six ups? This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jack. Just think about it. You'll get it after a little while. Yeah, take some time on it. We got some time. We're here till 11 o'clock, so you'll probably get it when we're like, be cool cats. We'll be, be like, oh, six, six ups. ups. I get it. Uh, <laughs> we are here for another Saturday night, and guess what? This is the first Saturday night of 2008. Woo! Wow. Man. That's crazy. I remember when we had the first Saturday night of 2007. Believe that or not. Um, we have a great topic for you tonight, and we're starting a series we'd like to call them on the seven churches from the book of Revelation. What do you say we uh, crank it up a notch? I'm intrigued. The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. All right, that was all together separate. You're like, wait a minute, what did he say about a series? That's right. Seven straight shows, which is kind of appropriate for some things just can't be explained. What happened in the first six? Oh. Totally unintentional. Um, That's too deep. The first seven Saturday weeks night. of 2008, which we should have done the first seven weeks of 2007. We're, we're totally dropping the ball here. <laughs> uh, it should be the first eight weeks, but we're going to be in crazy Revelation. <laughs> What's happening? You're getting crazy with seven What's happening around here? I don't, I don't know. Uh, the first seven weeks, we're going to be doing the seven churches uh, from the book of Revelation, beginning in chapter two. The loveless church, the persecuted church. Hold on a second. Uh, the compromising church, the corrupt church, the dead church. The Faithful Church, and then the Lukewarm Church, finally. So stick around. you got seven weeks to read ahead, so please be reading ahead. Join us. Tonight, we're kicking it off with our first love, rekindling the romance based on the first church that Jesus speaks of in the book of Revelation, the Loveless Church. And um, we're going to be reading that. So get out your Bibles, won't you? Turn to Revelation. Revelation is all the way at the end of the Bible if you're just new to this Christian yeah, thing or if you don't really know your way around the Bible. Uh, you can, you know, there's always the table of contents, but Revelation is the very last book of the Bible. And um, it's also all the stuff that was written here was given to a guy, the Apostle John. He was on an island called Patmos, and um, the Jesus actually was able to speak to him and show him a bunch of cool stuff about the end times and um, speak to him some truth. And he wrote it down in a book called The Revelation of Jesus Christ. We're going to be reading. Um, he basically specifically talked to each one of the, the seven churches that had some issues, um, good things, bad things, and he had some comments about it. So we're going to see what we can learn from that as we uh, as we go forward this evening. Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. There's a song by Barlow Girl, Harder Than the First Time, talking about getting back to love the right way and our love being harder than the first time. Falling harder, I should say. (laughs) Falling in love harder than the first time. Song's exactly what we're talking about. But um, So if you got your Bibles open, turn to Revelation chapter 2. We're going to jump right into this first church. Um, It was the church, uh, John says in verse 1, it's to the angel of the church of Ephesus. So he's writing to the church of Ephesus. Um, and he's got these things to say. Uh, verse 2, it says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. You have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. You found them liars. You've persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. But here's the problem with Ephesus. Verse 4 says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, 
Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So, Jesus is, it's a red, and I have a red letter Bible. Yep. And um, these words are in red letters, meaning Jesus is the one who's talking here. And um, he's he's recognizing that, you know, this church, Ephesus, is, does, does some good stuff, man. They're, you know, they're, they're wise. They can sniff out an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they persevere. They have patience. They do good stuff. But Jesus has an issue, and he's like, you guys lost your first love. You guys don't love me. You yeah. know, you're not doing this out of love. You're just doing this out of routine. Yeah, and the thing um, that we want to do with these shows is not only is he speaking, you know, a lot of people have their ideas of, you know, that these seven churches represent, you know, the the different seasons that the church of Christ has gone through over the past 2,000 years, um, which there's different signs. But we want to apply it to our own life because we are a part of the church right now. And um, each one of us has hit one of these points, whether we've been persecuted, whether we've been compromising, whether we've been dead, whether we've lost our first love. We want to use this rebuke from Christ to get us back on track because that's what we're here for on this show is to make sure that we're living according to what Jesus wants. And and the, the, most, the most important thing to remember is that the church... Their um, opinion of themselves is always different than Christ's uh, opinion. They, they probably thought they were doing everything great. They didn't have any flaws. It doesn't say that they were in sin. It says they did everything right. And there was still one thing that was missing, and that was the reason for doing things right. The whole, <laughs> like, what was their desire? What was their goal? What was the point of doing those things? There was none. They did not love Jesus anymore. And we can get into that routine where we're doing it because that's what we've done for the past, you know, upteen years or whatever. And, you know, when especially when you're serving in ministry and you're working and you're praying and you're leading worship and you're singing songs and you're doing all this stuff, you forget why you're doing it. And yeah. the, the biggest thing we want to talk about tonight is rekindling that romance, that initial feeling of when we first came to Jesus. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was part two of the double play. That was the 643 part of it. Uh, um <laughs> That was Deeper 99, their remix version from Mesomorphous. Yeah, I like that uh, version. For Delirious. And um, that was it. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, show of hands. <laughs> this is going to be anonymous. Um, how many of you have, you know, let the fire, let the, the feeling of love for Christ die down in your heart, you know, at different times? And I, I definitely... Yeah, me too. It can happen daily for me. Like, in the morning, I can be reading my bible and all excited about god and by the night time i'm like god yeah i remember when i was excited about him in the morning <laughs> yeah um but it happens to us you know we get in a routine we get in our ruts we get in this you know the 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 humdrum of life mm. i was even thinking just because we've just gone through the christmas season it's like like the world you know who uh celebrates christmas without christ it's like they go through the motions of all the like Christmas stuff, <laughs> but they don't have the real meaning, the real heart part of it behind it, and it just kind of just becomes just a you know merchandisey type of type of thing. Yeah, it's the classic like pew potato attitude. Like I gotta get up and go to church because I go to first service and I'm you know super righteous by doing so, and 
you know, that person may have totally had a great week, you know, never, you know, hadn't fallen into temptation and stuff, but they're just doing it because that's, you know, that's their niche that they've carved out and they're so comfortable in. And Jesus doesn't want us to get comfortable in just doing good things because none of our righteousness matters. It's all filthy rags, the Bible says. What matters is, you know, he died so that we could have a, a relationship with him. You know, he wants the relationship side. He doesn't want us to sacrifice that because we're so busy doing the service side. You know, and it's uh, something that we don't even notice that it's happening. And that's, you know, yeah. that's why we're just trying to to use God's warnings to wake us up a little bit here. Because I'll tell you what, me personally, I and Brent, you know, I know um, we've, we've both been in that place where you're just serving God because yeah. that's what you do. That's your thing. And uh, hopefully, you know, when we're doing this radio show, I, I, you know, hasn't gotten to that point at all. You know, I totally am just stoked and and on fire um, with this radio show now. But if it ever gets to a point where it's just service, then, you know, take it away. (laughs) But not yet. (laughs) You know what? When we think about our relationship with Jesus, everybody knows what it's like when you're in that first, you know, the first moments of romance. When you... Everything's just so tingly and amazing, and and then you get married, and that's all nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. <laughs> no, totally. Like even when you're not married and you're just dating, yeah. if you're dating somebody for a while, you know, you're like, it's been he's been my boyfriend for three years or something. It's like you just get like, yeah, you don't want to hang out. I don't know, whatever. You know, yeah. it gets to be like such commonplace. You stop wearing cologne every time. You know, you're not necessarily dressing your best anymore. Sitting on the t- sitting on the couch watching TV is considered a date to you're you. You just, <laughs> just let out a belch because you know it doesn't matter. You know, and that, you know, it's kind of ludicrous, but that's how it can get with God. Is that we can get so comfortable that there's you know there's none of that excitement. There's none of that fire. Like, ooh, Jesus loves me. Like, I get all tingly, and you know, we we don't want you know our relationship with Jesus to be all emotional. But a lot of times, all the emotion can just drain out, and it can just be like robot you know like that service like routine the assembly line it's you know i, pu- I punch the clock at yeah, right. nine forty-five at church and then i i, I clock out at eleven thirty or whatever and then i'm doing my work at you know i have my job and i got my family i got my kid that i got to take care of i got all these things and all those things are honorable all those things are totally you know god has given us tasks and things to do to serve him and to to do our best in you know where we are we are totally accountable to him for those things but if there's no passion there, yeah. you know, you don't want somebody doing something without the gusto. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between living a life and being like ramped up about God and living a life that's like just going through the motions is completely, completely different. You know, like ha- living a passionate life is like so exciting. I mean, you know, you don't ever know what's going to happen on the other side. You know, God could blow your mind in the ne- one minute after the next but then when you're stuck in the rut and you're just going through the motions and you're just and you're not looking for the exciting things that the Lord has and you're just doing the stuff you should do without the heart of it um, it's like boring <laughs> you know it's like Definitely. it's like man you just get caught in this like I don't know I don't even know how to describe it it's like this paralysis you know yeah. just like you like you know just I just picture somebody like sitting in front of a television for like 15 hours and their like eyes are like cross-eyed. It's like, <laughs> there's like no brain power. There's no activity. There's yeah. no, there's nothing that like, you know, how you doing? Ugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, there's nothing, there's no fire. There's no excitement. But, um, with the Lord and having that real excitement, it's like, man, every moment 
is like you want to just capture it because it's like something really cool and something exciting and you know what's God going to do next mm-hmm. you know how's this going to you know how's God going to work this situation out you know um, it's just a different it's just different all around and um, you know unfortunately we get stuck in that you know our topic losing your first love and rekindling that romance but you know it's funny when you start thinking about uh Sounds like a, a like a Doctor Phil episode. Yeah. Rekindling the romance with Doctor Phil. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about our relationship with Jesus, obviously. But what's unbelievable this week? Unbelievable is that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> when you first get that crush or that first love or that you know the beginning of the romance, and not yeah. the junior high like. Ooh, this is so cool but like when you're actually like can do something about it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know what I mean there's a real like attraction there like, and it's like, like wow this is like the person maybe that God has had for me and all that stuff it's unbelievable yeah. isn't it Brent it really is oh I'm sorry Brent hasn't felt that no, I'm just kidding yes <laughs> I have I know uh, yes. but it's been just you know it's like every waking moment on your mind is like how am I gonna manipulate my life today so that I can spend as much maximize my yeah, time exactly. Um, focused on this one person, you and know? it's so and, great because like your your whole life revolves around that because you're yeah. not going to be with that person all day, like when you're dating or you're courting or whatever you want to call it, and you're like, like you don't care. You could work like a twelve hour day, and you'll go home, you'll take a shower, you'll get ready, and you'll be out till you know like eleven o'clock at night. You'll go bowling, you'll watch a movie, you'll go do all this stuff, yeah. and you got all the energy because you know you're going to see that person. Yep. But what happens when you get comfortable? You get married. It's like. Uh, it's like, let's so just tired. go to bed. Yeah, like you get home from work, I'm like, I'm so tired. Like, let's just eat a bowl of cereal and go to bed. Like, <laughs> and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's the comfort of a relationship. But what that unbelievable, man, I can't, I can't. Yeah, you start dressing like, the, you start dressing like the other person. You're like, like, why do you, <laughs> no, it's like, why do you have a red dress on? No, no, no just kidding. That never happens. But, you know, you both will go to a party and you'll both be in red plaid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I still do that. My yeah, wife hates it. I'm like, oh. I'm going to wear green too today. <laughs> That's awesome. We're clothing buddies. You should keep doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she. I don't know if she Who likes cares? it or not, but that doesn't yeah, matter. Whatever. <laughs> but like that, the best is when you're like, like everything, like you just think about them all day. When you know, you're a guy, guys. when you're yeah. a guy, it's like, there's no cost. It's yeah. like, oh, you want that and that too and that too? Yeah. Sure. Here you go. That's like, I remember when I was first uh, dating my wife, like I was broke, like <laughs> And yet I had money to like pay for dates and stuff because yeah. I just like I didn't like I was getting like no, I was making like peanuts. I wasn't even working like forty hours. Like they wouldn't give me forty hours where I was working at the time. They'd only give me thirty, and I was like, oh, this is like the worst. I was struggling to make ends meet. Yet I'm like, you know, let's go to Chili's. <laughs> you know, like, let's go out to eat. Let's do all this stuff. And you know, That's it awesome. doesn't matter what the cost is because you just want that relationship. You want yeah. a com- that communication. That's the most important thing. Is like, yeah. you just talk for hours, like. You're just finding new discoveries about people and so on. And that's what we want to get back to with our love for Christ. It's Uh, all about learning, learning stuff that's new. That's right. Trying to get that that rekindling idea here in the romance. And how do we do that, Brent? How do we get back to the first love? What does he say there? Jesus says in that passage, um, it says, uh, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. That's step one. Remember where you came from. And then it says, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you and quickly remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. And uh, so first thing he's saying is, remember where you came from. Remember where you were 
when you were um, so excited about the Lord and, and you were in love with Him. Remember that. And um, remember what it was like. Remember some of the key things that happened at that moment that got you excited. That um, I always like to go back to certain times in my life where God was just blew my mind and where I remember getting excited about Him and what that was. And when I start thinking about those things, it starts like getting me excited again oh yeah god really is like that god really does love me that much he really did forgive me from all that stuff um aren't we fortunate to have this radio show because that's usually when it happens for me yeah because <laughs> we're we're going through these like base base faith things like foundational um like love and grace and you talk about it and you talk about it like in a real way and you're like yeah. man <laughs> like we god get done the so show awesome. and we're like wow yeah god did do that for me and you know we're fortunate enough to be able to do that every saturday night but you know for the rest of you who don't have like <laughs> this opportunity? Um, hopefully, you get you get you get from what we're saying. You know that that same feeling, like wow, yeah, God, like we're going back and we're looking and re- re- rehashing that stuff. Yeah, when you just start thinking about how, you know, it says, remember where you came from. It's like remember how you know lost you were without the Lord. You know, remember how much how much you were in darkness before God, and now you're a believer if you are. And you can say, wow, um, look where I came from. Like, I have light. You know, God's giving me peace and joy in my heart. I'm excited about what he's doing. Um, and look at all the stuff he's doing in my life. Look at all the blessings that he's given me. You know, like, I've got his house. I've got a, you know, a wife or a, I've got a, a mom or a dad or I've got this or that. I've got a, you know, even ridiculous stuff. Like, i got an iPod. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can listen to cool MP3s yeah. or whatever. You know, like, all the stuff that he's given me, man. God, if everything comes from you, that's good. And so, like, man, I'm just so excited. And just remember, remember those things because those things are what gets you rekindles the the fire inside yeah, your you, heart. When you remember what God saved you from, and you're like, oh man, God, without God, I have nothing. When you get back to that mentality, then that's gonna that's gonna juice you up. That's gonna get that fire, that passion back in your life. So Jesus thought this was a pretty big deal. This whole uh, leaving your first love because he actually asked the church to repent. Yeah. He basically asked them to, to say, yeah, Lord, you know, I've, I've left my first love. I'm not, you know, I'm not in the game. I'm just going through the motions, but I'm not really in the game. And, um, he wants us to recognize that repent just means saying the same thing as Jesus. Yeah. And going saying, back the other way yeah. and turning around. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, yes, I did that. And I'm going to turn around and do something different. And, um, you know, practically, we can say repent and turn around, but um, practically speaking, what does that look like? You know, yeah, we can remember those things that happened, um, but, you know, one thing that, that always works kind of for me, <laughs> to say there's a formula, but um, <laughs> is just sitting down and spending time talking to God, you mm-hmm. know, Ooh, talk to God, pray? Yeah. What's that, you know? <laughs> uh, so we can spend time praying and, you know, sit down with a Bible and just um, read about them. And just read, yeah. Who is Jesus again? You know, who is this guy I'm supposed to be excited about and fall in love with? Um, so just those kinds of things. And um, you know what else too? Sometimes is like hanging out with with you, Jeff, like um, or with other people who love the Lord, and you just start talking about them, and you start fellowshipping, and um, hear their stories. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you get really amped, like, "Wow, God did that for yeah. you. That's really sweet." You know, it's really good. That's one of the things that's so important about you know the church is that you're always going to encounter different people that are, you know, there's seven churches that he mentions. You may have seven friends that are, you know, they fit the person, the prescription of all those or the description. I'm sorry. You know, one friend that's getting persecuted, one friend that's 
doing all the great stuff and it looks so great on the outside, but there's no passion. And um, the best thing you can do is, you know, talk about it. You need to bring it up. Don't yeah. be like, oh, well, I don't want people to know that I'm not passionate for Jesus. Everybody has had a time when they're not passionate for Jesus. Yeah. Being honest and real, I deal with that. And the best thing we can do is to talk about it. Talk about what God has done because it reminds us. It gets us excited again to talk about what he saved us from. Talk about what we did when we first got saved yeah. and, and the things that he began to show us and the miracles that he's done in our life. If you start to think about that, you'll get really excited and you'll get that romance back and you'll come and you'll see him for who he is. little song to meditate on. That was Revive Me by Jeremy Camp. May that be your prayer this evening, that God can revive your heart, that you can fall in love with him all over again. Revitalize. Yeah, like some GNC product. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Get back to the youth. Be alive. Be alive. (laughs) Sorry. Get real hair that you can shower with. (laughs) I can swim and ride bike again. My hair doesn't fall out. Fall out. Oh, man. Getting back to the first works. Yeah. Getting back to our first love, which is Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about here on The Altar Life. Thanks for being here tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned because we got six more churches to cover in the next six weeks. And tell your friends to tune in every Saturday night at 9 o'clock. And have a great 2008. (laughs) It rhymed. I I just wanted to rhyme because I'm a poet. (laughs) But you don't know it. Your feet show it. They're Longfellow. We're going to end this show with a very apropos song. We better end it quick. (laughs) Come Let Us Return by Jason Morant. But until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff.